up, guys? Faruqi Bros here, here for another podcast. Today is podcast number 13. It's also our last podcast of the year. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Shiraz Faruqi, and I'm joined by my brother, Zayan. What's up, guys? My cousin, Umar. Hey, everyone. And my other cousin, Samir. What's up? So, uh, like I said right now, today is the last podcast of 2018. So we got a lot to talk about, a lot to discuss. Uh, about comic book debate, but also about the films we've seen this year. And I think uh, what better way to start off this podcast than to talk about Aquaman. Uh, I think now it's the first opening weekend. Uh, we can finally talk about it in a more spoiler setting. So uh, just telling my audience right now, this podcast will be spoiler heavy. We'll be talking about Aquaman in its entirety, everything that happens, all the spoilers, and speculating for the future. So if you have not seen Aquaman, uh, I would advise you probably forwarding a good 20 30 minutes into the podcast to go to the next topic or bookmark it and come after yeah so uh let's start it off uh, i'll give it to zian what did you think about aquaman? aquaman um i loved aquaman i thought it was a great great film in the dceu um the visuals are amazing uh i loved the the acting was all great i think james wanted a really amazing job bringing this world to life along with atlantis and all the other kingdoms we saw the trench the fishermen, all of them, they were all so spectacular and different and had their own unique styles. Um, I was really surprised at how amazing he made it look. Yeah, it was definitely amazing. Even just the visuals, exactly down to the visuals and the storyline was really good. Uh, I think the main thing about, I think the main great thing about the movie was that it, they make you, from the start of the film, they make you really care about um Arthur Curry's storyline, because um, I remember being in the theater during the first the first act and just thinking how so many people are going to relate to what the character is going to go through. Um, and then I, I like the fact that uh, they let like you could really tell Jason Moore's personality was in the character, uh, and I, and I also love the fact that he doubted himself throughout. That also adds a lot of relatability, and then. From the trench onwards, it was probably one of the greatest acts in any comic movie ever. And then united, reuniting with his mother and the, the, the trident and putting on the suit for the first time. That was can't say enough good things about this movie. It was uh, definitely one of the one of the best movies of the year. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Over. You know, the best part of the movie for me was uh, the score, and uh, the cinematography, of course, was incredible too. Especially the action scenes. And you know, you can really tell that James Wan put his print on the movie. I also really liked the villains of this movie. Um, Patrick Wilson, in particular, did an amazing job as Orm. And I, and I just to jump off Sabir's point, uh, I gotta agree in both with all three of you, actually, uh, about Aquaman. I really enjoyed the movie. Um, actually, worth pointing out that recently, you know, I did get approved as a Rod Tomatoes critic now. So you can yeah. catch all my reviews... Uh, on there as well, I'll be making an imprint on, you know, the tick up or down, fresh rot and all that stuff. Right, and, you, I know, think, one of the things, you know, it's better to go in it and change the culture than rather than true. just, you know, throw rocks from far. So I think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get put my imprint on it. I do a thank Rotten Tomatoes for, you know, including our site as part of their uh, nexus. Yeah, so, God knows they need a little diversity. Yeah, they use some diversity and uh, of critics, and I think we're helping on that. But to expand on Aquaman again... Uh, I gave the movie 4.5 out of 5 in my review. Uh, after a few watches, I'm still pretty solid on 4.5. Could be a 4 out of 5. But overall, I really love the movie. I think um, 
the character of Arthur Curry, I think uh, Umar touched on this before, is just grounded in something, and the ground is in family. And every DCU film, kind of, except for Justice League, every single DCU film went, went back to family in a way. You know, Man of Steel is about the two fathers, you know, and how both fathers had different upbringing for Clark. And then Batman v Superman is about the two mothers, you know, how they bring Batman and Superman together. And even Suicide Squad is all about, oh, these are a bunch of random people, but they learn to be a family within each other towards the end, you know. And then Wonder Woman's obviously, uh, she's fighting her brother. It's, it's a lot of, like... Uh, like Greek mythology kind of family ties in war, and then finally in Aquaman, it's all about uh, you know the biracial hero. It's you know the person caught between two cultures and two worlds, and his mother and his father. It's like a taboo relationship. It wasn't meant to happen. So the son of those two people is considered an outcast. So it's a it's a very interesting concept, and it's a concept that uh, people can relate to, especially people in today's age. A lot of mixed uh, mixed people, they can all like relate to these kind of things. So I find like that kind of stuff is very interesting, and it grounds the movie. So even when crazy things are happening, and there's like CGI battles of people on riding sharks and octopuses and seahorses, it grounds because of that theme, you know, and I think that's really what drove the movie home and what made it special. And let's just let this truck pass because it's New York City and it's, it's noisy. All right. Uh, and then finally, I think we can all speak on this, but that last fight scene uh, between Orm and Aquaman was really good. I think Zion or Umar, do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, definitely. I'll just jump in. I think it was it was amazing. Um, I, you could, like... You can feel the force from every hit they do when they smack their, they bang their tridents against each other. And, uh, I mean, it, the visuals were so spectacular. The rain coming down hard. It felt like something a straight out of Snyder movie. Um, uh, I think Juan did an amazing job. Obviously, uh, Patrick Wilson and Jason Moore did it, such a spectacular job in their roles. And you could really feel the force and the tension in that fight. Um, I was surprised at the ending, though. I'm surprised they... Uh, they let Orm live. Like I, I thought yeah. they would kill him or something else would happen. But um, I, I'm surprised it took that turn. I guess they felt like he was too. I guess they have more plans for him in the future, so they kept him alive. But that was something I wasn't expecting. Yeah, the tone was. Uh, <clears throat> the tone of the fight was was amazing, and particularly because of the score, you could tell that. Um, like Orm, at that point. Like, they showed you how crazy he was with the trident. Like, he was just, like, controlling the entire, like, ocean. Uh, and it was just, like, at that point, you knew that it's it's, it's done. But, again, uh, the fighting, especially, and then with Willem Dafoe's character and uh, Aquaman, the, there was a particular thing with the other trident that he, was, he, he taught him, or he didn't, well, he didn't teach him, but he just, I think he just picked it up. Uh, and that was sick to see, because the movie... Then comes around full circle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I, uh, what do you call it, uh, dude? And when uh, I thought when Queen Atlanta sh sh shows up at the and, and she says my sons or whatever, and uh, and then Orm Caesar, you could tell that even he kind of like Loki. I thought he was gonna stab her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's gonna be like the movie or in the comic. Yeah, yeah, Loki, Loki, because the the trident was broken, but the like, the end of it was on the ground. So I thought he was just going to, like, lure her in with the motion and then stab her. That's literally what I thought was going through my head. But I think it was good that they didn't do that. You know, I, I just think the tone was so, like, it was. There, it had a tone that they chose. 
for the film. I just think it would have been weird to like at the end. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they tested that cut, like a version, and maybe they maybe he killed her. I don't think so. But I think I think I think the whole movie they were aiming towards the scene of Aquaman's father and mother meeting. I think. There was no version of the cut where that scene didn't happen because so. they're teasing that from the second the movie started. That way, well, I the waits. second the movie started with, uh, like, right with him finding her. Yeah, right? so I think the, that was like the guiding thing of the movie. So every time he's like, "Oh yeah, you know, my father still waits uh, at the lighthouse and he comes every morning." I knew at that point they're gonna have to give you that. Uh, they're just yeah. setting something up. They're gonna have to earn it and give it back. So I knew that was gonna happen. Um, <clears throat> Samir, any other scenes stand up, stand out to you for the movie? Any moments that you like a lot? Sequence was the trench scene when um, Aquaman and Mira are, you know, escaping the the things. The, the, what are they called? What are they called? <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> the, 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 they say creatures too. <laughs> creatures. <laughs> the creatures of the trench. <laughs> Was that what they called? I, I literally watched it twice. I don't know. You can really, you can really feel James Wan's directing style in that scene. You know, since he is uh, a horror movie director. All right, and I and I agree with you there. I think the trend sequence was definitely a highlight in the film, and I thought, uh, honestly, I thought the whole movie was really good. I think just my gripes with it are very small. I thought the second act was. Uh, had, I think all the humor they had to put in the movie, they put in the second act, you know? So it's really like kind of like uh, a, a little overstuffed with humor. Only in that act especially. So I think some of the song choices, I think that's more like an editing side. I think with the producer side of it. But I think uh, the first act and the third act are like extremely good. And the third act in particular, I think we've all sung praises about it. Uh, it's like a masterpiece level. So uh, good stuff by James Wan, Jason Momoa and the comp and company. And Mira was crazy, my God. Yeah. Her scenes were crazy. Super powerful. Super powerful. I agree. Yeah, I agree with Summer. Uh, yeah, Mira, um, Amber Heard did an amazing job as Mira. You know, one scene in particular that I liked was uh, when she used the wine and, like, turned them into bullets or something. Yeah, that was, that was pretty sick. Yeah, she stabbed, like, two other people. That was crazy. Nice. So, uh... That's crazy. All right, so I think uh, let's just give our... I think, only, wait, I think the only person that we didn't kind of cover was uh, Black Manta. Black Manta, and I think we're all in agreement. I mean, before this podcast, we've been talking about it, so it's not like we're going to say like, different things. Um, Black Manta's uh, first scene was, was, was good, man. Yeah, I really I liked it. He's a Yaya Abdul-Mateen. He, he's the one who plays it. First of all, shout out because uh, it's rare that you get a Muslim actor, you know, doing his thing out there so we yeah, appreciate that so him. he did his good he did a good job and i think his first scene a lot of emotion and you know black manta for you know the aquaman comic readers he's like the number one villain he's like the lex luther of, of aquaman he's the villain so i think it's safe to say especially with the post credit scene it's safe to say that there is we're gonna see a lot more of manta i think uh now he's gonna be a lot more bloodthirsty a lot more out for revenge and as you can tell, the sequel is going to be setting up like a Humanity versus Atlantis sequel. I think that's what the setup is for. I think that uh, news guy, the doctor who's doing his research, I think he's going to be a big instrument part of making like people go crazy against Atlantis. And then it's going to be a war, you know, between the surface world and Atlantis. And I think it's going to be kind of sick because now that Aquaman is king, he has to be tested to see if he's a good king. I think that's the next natural step. For Aquaman too, so I think, and it's in his head too. Arthur, I think he said something about how 
was, he was talking to Mira when he said, uh, like, I could have saved his father, but I, I, I didn't. Like, it's in his head. Yeah, so it's yeah. gonna, it, it's a good way of, like, showing you that it's, it, it's gonna be more emotional, too, in the sense that, uh, like, the, like, he knows him, he has a history with him, and he could have saved his father. He knows he did a wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. true. And just to jump off that point, you know, I was talking about this with Charles earlier, but um, I feel like in the movie, I hope they do explore that because in the movie, outside that one line, he kind of basically got off scot-free. I mean, like, he didn't really learn his lesson after killing, um, after letting his dad die. I, they assumed that, oh, Black Matt is gone, he was defeated, I don't know if he died or not, they don't know. But I hope they actually address. I hope they like um, now that he's king, that his some of his past comes back, comes back to haunt him, and yeah. he actually learns a lesson from that. Because in this movie, they didn't really expand on him actually taking something away. Because as far as he's concerned, everything worked out, so he didn't really learn his lesson. You know, I hope they explore that in the next movie, though. Yeah, I think uh, we can all give our scores now. The movie, I guess, to see where. Uh, let's let's give our scores and our ranking for the DCEU, like where where it fits in our DCEU. So I'll start first. Uh, I gave obviously if you saw my review in Comic Book Debate, it's on Rotten Tomatoes as well. I gave the movie four point five out of five. Uh, right now for me, it's sitting third in the DCEU, below uh, Man of Steel at number one, Batman v Superman number two, Aquaman at three, Wonder Woman at four, Suicide Squad at five, and Justice League at six. So Zion, what is your your DC rank and what did you give Aquaman? So I say I gave Aquaman four point five out of five. It was near perfect, but it did have some issues that held it back for me. Um, my list is a little different from Shaw's in terms of DCEU ranking. I have BVS at one, then I have Man of Steel, and Aquaman would also be third for me, and then it'll be one room and Suicide Squad, and obviously just see way, way, way at the bottom. Alright, uh to be honest, I, I really do need to watch it a third time. I don't know why, but I do. Um, I give it a 4.8. I think it's near perfect. It's as perfect as you can even get with the two things I didn't, you know, the things that you guys mentioned before that kind of didn't, that can't, I can't give it a five. As far as the DCEU rankings, not much different than you guys. Batman v Superman at one, Man of Steel two, then Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad. Not even gonna mention the last one. And the last one is, you know what it is. So, right. Samir, finish it off. What's your four, six movies? I guess. Um, plus, you know, I just saw plus it today again. So now that I think about it, I might, I might have to give it a five out of five. And I really liked it personally. So, yeah. All right. So, where's your ranking then? Where's it sit in the five and six films? Uh, so I'm gonna go with Man of Steel. Has to be one though. I give it five. You didn't give it. You Aquaman didn't give it. Two. Get ready for this one then. What is it? Aquaman at two. No. Oh no. Oh, no. BVS no. at three. Hell, one Roman at four. Suicide Squad and then uh, the other one. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, you know, credit for being the different guy of the four of us. <laughs> that's all right. Exactly. <laughs> uh. All right, so that's our that's our ranking. So I think uh, that's right. pretty safe. Now let's go to another ranking since we're in the ranking mood. Let's rank our 2018 comic book films. We've seen all of them now. Let's uh, rank it up and see where we're... There's been seven films, so if I, I'll, I'll reiterate them to you if you guys remember. There was uh, Infinity War, there was Black Panther, there was Aquaman, there was Spider-Verse, there was Deadpool 2, and Venom, Venom and Ant-Man. So that's seven movies. So, all right, so my actual ranking would be 
Spider-Verse first. <clears throat> then either Infinity War or Aquaman. Well, you gotta you gotta, you gotta buy in. What you is gotta, it? Live? What is it? I guess Infinity War, Aquaman, Black Panther, Aqu- Venom, Deadpool, Ant-Man. I bet. Ant-Man was. Right, so who's 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 next? All right, I guess I'll be next. Yeah, well, um, it's gonna be exactly Umar Smears rank. Lucky, I don't even remember what he said, but. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, I liked it. <laughs> well, tell me what your list is. I'll tell you what Smears said. Um. Yeah, I think Spider Verse is definitely number one. Um, it would be Infinity War number two. Then Aquaman. <laughs> I think it's starting to sound familiar. But Aquaman, then Black Panther, then Venom, then Deadpool, and Ant Man, which is oh, by far the worst. Thing. Yeah, and and if it if it sounds familiar, then you should get ready for my list. It's exactly the same as Zion and, and Samira's. <laughs> right, my list, my list is actually different. Though. I Why, bet. Because Venom's at top. Is yeah, you know, no, my list, my list is actually different. I'm not gonna lie. Alright. Alright. I'm gonna go Aquaman first. Oh no. no. What is yeah, Aquaman shot? first? The third act is too good. It's better than any other. Uh, Infinity War had a very good third act too. Infinity War is a close second. Infinity War is a close second. It's a very, very close second. Then I would go Spider Verse. Because the third act of Black Panther is something I. It, it, it's a sad reality, but it's a reality. So then Black Panther, then I go. This tough, this tough decision, but I might have to go Venom. Right. Venom, Venom, Venom. <laughs> Venom. Uh, anybody could have made that song. I'm still stuck on that point. Okay. The song's flames. Uh, right. uh, but it's kind of late. Um, Deadpool and Ant. Uh, Ant Man. Hmm. Well, they're the they're the two worst movies of the year. Oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not even here. I don't like Deadpool, right? So, and Ant Man had a credit scene that was very uh, similar to Infinity War. So I'm just gonna go Ant Man and then. All right. Cool. So so basically, like, basically, Zan. me, Zion, myself, Zion, and Umar had the exact same DCEU list, and Samir was a different guy. But for what? our ranking for the year, myself, Samir, and Zion had the same list, but Umar was a different different guy. Basically, for both lists, me and Zion have the same list. Alright, let me just say something right now. What? It's actually, it's actually, when, listen, when it's actually Samir, Zion, and I. Alright, uh, whatever, man. You're going to be a grammar teacher on this one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let, me, let me just say something right now. What? what? When Aquaman wears the suit for the first time, comes out of the waterfall, it's, uh, that was the best scene of the year. Listen, Dude, be, even it. when he grabbed the trident at first, it's crazy. No, I'm saying. And that. that Oh this my god, that was stupid. The, yeah, the movie becomes a completely different ball game the second he uh, drops to the. Charge. Yeah, the second he drops the Karatha, that was pretty yeah, sick because yeah. that's. That, dude, a golden suit? Man. That was a great. I think it's. A, it's something else. That's one. I think the DCEU, the one thing they're so good at is their suits. Like, they know how to create cool. good superior costumes. Like, it's pretty much impeccable from the beginning till now. Definitely. And Aquaman, I think, was an improvement over. Uh, the one he wore in Justice League. I think this is a very good standard suit. I agree. That he, he is probably going to be wearing for years to come. So that's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So that's our ranking. Now let's uh, move to topic three, which is kind of be more of like a personal thing. And it's kind of look, look back at the year for comic book debate also. It's been a very uh, crazy year. It's been a year of growth. Uh, 
the first podcast we ever had with the Faruqi Bros was December of 2017. Right? And now it's December 2018, right? So we've done about one podcast a month, uh, 13 podcasts at this point. We've done uh, one year, we one month, we did two podcasts. So we're uh, kind of, we kind of, whatever we promised to the audience, we came through with it, you know, with our monthly podcast. Uh, we had some great guests. We had, uh, in February, we brought uh, Clay Enos to the podcast. Our first guest. Shout first out. guest. So first that was a great, ever. that was a great podcast. And Clay, obviously, not only was a great guest but he became uh, a friend and we got and to a mentor and a mentor we got to meet him we got to talk to him so that was very good we got to meet his family so that was a great guest and then we followed that up with uh susan eisenberg uh the voice of wonder, wonder woman. woman yeah so that, that was, was that was a great experience kind of like a, a nostalgic one we got to hear the voice of wonder woman uh, which was kind of insane i remember when she first started talking we, we got shook a little bit oh my god yeah. we got shook <laughs> And then after that, we had, you know, the main man, Larry Fong, came on the podcast. And Larry, just Larry Legend. just insight after insight, you know, like you could tell he's brilliant. So every word that he was saying about his craft and the way he, his approach to creating a film like Batman v Superman uh, or Watchmen or, or Kong, right, and kind of work he does. So that was great stuff as well. And then uh, in the middle there, um, in the middle there, when we had Comic-Con. So we met Kevin Conroy for the first time, and we met the Impractical Jokers, and oh, that was amazing. we interviewed the cast of Death of Superman. All those interviews, by the way, are on our YouTube, so you can, if you want to see us meet the Faruqi Bro, uh, want to see the Faruqi Bros meet Kevin Conroy for the first time, Tara Strong, we're all, it's all going to be there. Uh, after that, we had uh, probably our most popular uh, podcast yet, which was with uh, Jay Oliva. Yes, and that was a great podcast. Yeah, I think, a lot had, of fun. I think all of us had so much fun, and actually, our guests don't know that we recorded three hours. I think it was at least three and a half hours. It was three and a half hours, basically, of podcast recording. We sat in three hours, and then you guys obviously got the two-hour cut. Well, I trimmed it down to two hours, but oh, no. there oh, is no. a there is a three-hour cut. And really, of, of, of really, so, an hour more. Yeah, well, at least I'll at least i Yeah, and in that hour more. There's stuff that, you know, we can't even talk to you guys about. It's all that personal stuff, that personal insight, you know what I'm saying? So I think uh, that, that's the good stuff. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep that to ourselves for now. And maybe one day, if the time comes, we'll share a little bit piece by piece. But a lot of insight from him as well. So I think, uh, and then, of course, I think I want to go back. But we did the Black Panther Challenge also in February. Yes, yeah. This was a very nice moment to see the kids and to see their faces when seeing Black Panther. It was an experience I know none of us will forget. And it was a very great uh, trip. Shout out to Eric Davis. He's yeah, so one, so, yeah, so Eric Davis donated so much and did a great job. Uh, so what do you guys think about all that, man? All the stuff we did this year. It's been a busy year, a lot of growth. Just to look back at the year, I mean, we, uh, I think before this all started, we, we never thought we would be talking to Kevin Conroy or Tara Strong or Susan Eisenberg or even Clay, Larry Fong. Uh, meeting the impractical jokers, do you know, like this this stuff is something that we we didn't really think about and just came our way. And then the Black Panther challenge was something that we uh that we thought was very important for us showing um a movie like that to, to kids that maybe wouldn't have gotten the chance to see it otherwise. Um but I think just like the one thing I kind of learned throughout the process was uh, to anyone that's listening, is that 
you have to do at some level or another, you have to do what you love, right? At some level or another, you have to, um, you have to do what you love. Like, and for us, all four of us, I speak for the four of us when I say that the comic book world, the genre, everything, we, we, we love it. And at the same time, we take things from it that we can benefit from in our actual daily lives. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, that's the main kind of thing that we learned this year. And that's I well said, can't wait for the future. Yeah. Uh, then my advice would be exactly that. Do what you love and then God will find a way to give you something within that. Well said, man. On some level or another. Definitely, man. I agree with um, all the sentiments. It's been, it's been a great year for Calm Debate and everything we've done. Um, like, we have accomplished things that you couldn't even dream of accomplishing. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to all the great things we'll, you know, we'll hopefully we'll do next year and the coming years together. Samir, what about you? What do you think about this year for Calm Debate? No, as Umar would say, it's, it was a real roller coaster. <laughs> well, it's a good quote, right? <laughs> listen, listen, let's not forget who approached us with the idea of the podcast. Who no, approached? I'm, too I'm doing everything with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> listen, so Samir. He's doing everything with the freaking team. Samir, approached, team Samir, you approached me with the idea of the podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think, so, yeah, yeah, I think. I think again, it's it's good to know that you know, like from the beginning, and it's like a it was a shotgun thing. We're like we're thinking in December that you know, dude, should we start a podcast at that point? Come to be as a site. Uh, I'll get to my team in a second. We'll talk about the team too. But you know, when the podcast was being created, we were thinking between the four of us that look, we have this natural chemistry. I mean, the four of us grew up together. We've you know had lightsaber fights as young as four or five years old. So we there's a connection, there's a bond between the four of us that's extremely strong, and it you know transcends a lot of things. So it's like we all like I remember even like every time Zian and I went to Canada, it was a big deal to see Umar and Samir, and every time they came to New York, it was a big deal, you know. So and now we have we have an opportunity where we're working together and we're collaborating on a higher level, you know. And even though we all have our own individual lives and we all have our studies, our jobs, our careers, everything's growing, we've all kind of come together for this apex point, which is comic book debate. And we're making it to something and the Faruqi bros and, and we're going on journeys together, boys. We've, we did a whole Black Panther charity event together, the four of us. And then we did, we took on Comic-Con as a group, you know, and these kind of things are the memories that, you know, we're going to remember and stuff like that. And it's going to, uh, it hits home. So I think just because it's a podcast 13 and we did 13 of these podcasts sitting down, uh, there's 13 million conversations we've had that have gone on for hours and hours and we're talking and talking that preludes this, these podcasts that we're recording right now for the audience. So definitely, uh, it's been a good roller coaster ride, as Samir would say, and a lot of fun in general. And I guess it's a good transition to talk about our team also. Uh, the team has had a lot of improvements and a lot of growth and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, it's a, few, a little bit of a revolving door, you know. We have like five, six open spots that are always changing. We've had uh, people who are with us at December of 2017 are no longer on the team right now, but still we appreciate their contributions. And the same thing with people who just came in maybe this month, you know, and are just joining the Comic Debate family. They have a whole journey ahead of them as well. So I think let's take a second and just, you know, applaud our team definitely. for doing a great job. and uh, Definitely all the support, all the things they've done. Did a great job carrying the comic book debate name and uh, representing us as well. I yeah. want to shout out one name that's not 
it's not with us anymore. I don't know if he is still listening to our podcast, but since our host, shout out. Yeah, so shout out. So, we had a lot of good people on the team. He's probably one of the only writers that I wish I could uh, get his thoughts on Aquaman. I know he was pretty... Uh, yeah, he would have really loved this one, yeah. He was going crazy before it, so... Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah, shout out to him. And shout out to everybody else. Everybody that, that, that runs... Runs a site, basically. Yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, shout out to everybody. Yeah, it's from everybody. I think the people who, like, uh, start off with, obviously, Sin, top of the list, uh, helped us, you know, Help code so the much. site, build the site, build our logo for us, so uh, huge help over there. And then we have our lead writer, Donya. We just met her a few days ago at the Aquaman screening. She was there, so we had to quickly uh, meet and greet with her as well. Uh, all our editing team... Uh, so Raga, Sydney, Alec, Mon, Brittany, so all of them uh, do a great job, and obviously without them, uh, the site would break because you need people editing and making sure there's a quality control analysis being done on every single article to make sure it's ready to go. And then um, obviously our entire team, top to bottom. Shout, shout out to Rim Slim for the oh yeah, the Fruki Rim Slim, Fruki Bro art. Sumi, I know you're feeling that art, right? Yeah, it's too nice. <laughs> So, <laughs> we're low-key, so I'll just, you wow. know, uh, thank everyone right now on the team right now, okay? So, first of all, thank you to uh, Zian, Umar, and Samir for doing your thing, Faruqi Bros, right? Then we got, uh, we got uh, our boy Horace, shout out to Horace. Shout out to Horace, man. Production editor. <laughs> he, came, he helped us in the uh, Comic-Con and all that stuff. Yeah, Horace came through, man, the Comic-Con. The funny thing is, we know this, this dumb ain't listen to our podcast, so... Uh, Make sure you send this one. This is a little crypto. I will, I will. <laughs> so, all right, so our whole team, we're talking about Sin, Donia, Alina, Chandler, Beza, Cass, Brittany, Mon, Claire, Alec, Ayana, Aaron, Asher, Jarrell, Krish, Haroon, uh, Jonathan, Rhymeslim, uh, Nick, Joe, Sydney, Raga, Mike, Fatma, Kevin, Alex, Brandy, Jeremy, Devin, Bia, Ander, Terrence, Brandon, Joseph, and Adesh for... Uh, a great year and so many great articles and so much uh, added to the team. Really appreciate you guys and all the people who helped before. You know, definitely. Uh, yeah, this year who- yeah, Jezebel, Fiona, Ari. A lot of people came and went on our team. We appreciate their uh, help on on our site as well and the contributions. So it's been a great year when you have a chance to collaborate with so many great people, have a lot of mentors, meet a lot of new people. Obviously, Zack Snyder uh, called us his dream team, and we're a squad. You guys remember it, yeah. so hopefully we get him on the podcast in 2019. I think it's he's a big uh, target list for us as as a podcast guest. For our audience, one more thank you to the audience for growing comic book debate. I think at the beginning of 20, at the end of 2017, when we started the podcast, comic book debate was roughly at 7,500 followers, and right now we're sitting at 12,000 on the way out of yeah, this so year. Definitely big. So shot. we're making big it. Shot, we yeah. are growing. We're growing with good numbers and it's organic growth you know we didn't buy one follower everything is organic everything is uh you guys seeing something in our site something in our team something in the bros and i that's worth following and worth uh going on the journey so we appreciate that as well and thank you and we have a lot of stuff on the way in 2019 like i know we made a joke about it like when we said that you know we got a lot of stuff we can't talk about it but this time we actually have a lot of stuff and we can't talk about it we oh have... no we had some stuff we couldn't talk about last time too <laughs> oh yeah we had we had Wait, Wait, we, got the Black Panther challenge. we had the Black Panther challenge. Yeah, that's what we were yeah, yeah. teasing last time. 
didn't have we but this time we're teasing something else so something else is in the works this is a lot bigger this is a lot bigger yeah we got bigger stuff in the works we have uh things coming from the four of us that's gonna be special we have potential guests on the way that you guys are gonna crazy over if we secure we got uh more charity events we still have our partnership would do something so uh where we're still involved in politics so in that sense that we have a foot in everything right now we got uh the workshops the, workshops, the comic Re workshop was a big part of uh what uh, this year's growth that we went beyond just uh entertainment and we're actually uh talking to the youth talking to students building confidence and that's a big thing like, talking to the youth is a big thing because do something.org they set up a partnership with us for two years and that partnership is going to run all the way through uh, Trump's presidency all the way to 2020, uh, 2020's election. So we're going to be part of that. The four of us are going to be encouraging youth to vote and to get out there and be productive and be uh, contributing members of society. So it's not just comic books. It's not just superheroes. Uh, we really want to do something that's bigger and and more uh, involved with the community, with our own communities at home, our communities in our neighborhood. And uh, so it's a lot of stuff on the way. Uh, so I'm surprised I'm surprised you didn't go back and talk about the ultimate immigration story. Okay, so and, and, and you know what? Now, now that Umar brought it up, there is something coming out. I'm gonna put the final chapter on the ultimate immigration story. Immigrants. Immigrant story. <laughs> <laughs> it's ultimate immigrant story. <laughs> I don't even know what your own article is called, this guy. I I got I got a final linchpin, a final chapter coming to the ultimate immigrant story. Zack Snyder Superman. Uh, it's going to be a YouTube video essay version where I'm going to speak it out. I'm going to add in a few extra things that weren't in the written version. Uh, I already have it recorded. It's basically it's just... the ultimate edition. It's the ultimate edition of the ultimate immigrant story. That's a good... It's the Faruqi cut. It's the Faruqi cut. Good. That's a good way to say it. So uh, I'm actually working on editing it right now these days. So I can't wait for you guys to uh, see that version. That's kind of fun. expect that? Oh, I'm going to drop it on my birthday, I think. January 1st. That's what I'm thinking. So I'm <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. So uh anything else you guys want to say uh, about the site? Uh no. Alright. So if you know Samir has the last word. If Samir says it, it's done, right? So <laughs> Umar, what about you? You good? Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to say that um Did you? Yeah, I did actually. Alright, go ahead. I just wanted to say that I I think I think this goes for all of us. Um, these uh, these movies that come out and all that, they're at some level they're movies, and on other levels they help you in life or whatever. As we've seen with our on Twitter or anywhere else, and I never give a damn about these movies until I found out that these movies can, in many ways, help people in times of distress. Ken Conroy was one of the people. You know, he mentioned that to us. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, to a lot of people that uh, that want, I, I think one of the things that happens in this sphere is that people don't want to make a podcast or want to talk about comic books because they think it's, you know, it's nerdy or whatever. Or they think they're going to get judged. But at the same time, you have to realize that this community is growing and it's always been big. So. If you if you're even thinking about starting something, you definitely should because you're gonna realize that there's a lot of positives to doing it, and also that these movies are not just movies on other levels; they help people. 
And I think that's that's and that's one of the reasons we love Zack Snyder so much is his movies kind of started this whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, for me personally, at least. So I think uh, I think it, this year that's that's the main thing I learned is that these movies have a lot of power. Yeah, I mean, and uh, the funny thing is, you know, like it's the stuff you learn in, like Umar said, personal experiences because the four of us we've been doing comic book debates since twenty fifteen. So we've been on this train for a few years now, and but there's a difference when we started the podcast and actually spoke to the creators and the the editors and the cinematographers and the storyboard artists and the voice actors. We're talking to the people who are actually part of it, and, and when Kevin Conner told us that people cry when they see him and they tell him that you helped me get through uh, a loved one passing away or you helped me get through uh, a sickness I was getting through and I watched you know Batman the Animated Series to feel better... These are the kind of things that when you hear it, you're like, wow. And we're sitting right there next to him, you know? And like this is like when when I wrote my article, right? Bringing back a shout out to Umar and Samir for calling me on it. But when I wrote the <laughs> Ultimate Immigrant Story, a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people DM me the same time. I was getting like flooded DMs of uh, Muslims, right? From around the world. Like there's a guy from Iraq who DM'd me and said that your article like completely speaks to me because like, superheroes have this like thing and superman in particular it's like a worldwide figure he doesn't it's not even though he's created in america he's actually universal now there's people sitting in the middle east or sitting in africa or south america or or australia or china and they're just as in love with these superheroes as the americans that it was intended for so it's a worldwide thing now and everyone's into it and it's a billion dollar thing when infinity war made two billion dollars at the box office it's a different yeah. world now, you know? I think when we were kids, to speak to Umar's point, when we were kids, it was more like, okay, it's nerdy, and it's uncool to like superheroes. It was uncool. It was an uncool thing. I remember when I was uh, in yeah. seventh grade, I, was, I used to put the Superman curl on my head going to school, and I was actually made fun of because it was the uncool thing to do. But right now, superheroes are suddenly <laughs> the cool thing. Everyone goes to see the latest movies. Nobody doesn't go see them. And everyone's into it. Everyone's saying, oh, you know, what's happened to Captain America? What's happened to Iron Man? If in the 1990s people were saying that, they get shoved in lockers, right? It was a different game now. Yeah. So I think that it's a different world. And Umar's saying, like, if you're into it and if you feel inspired by us even to pursue yeah. something like this, like, go for it and, and honestly surpass us. Like, your goal shouldn't be to be us, it's to be better than us. So I think I'm I might encourage you. I actually wanted to touch on one, one point you made. Yeah, go. It's very important is speaking to the creators and letting them know how much the movies mean to you. I think it's a big thing because at the end of the day, you got to realize the greatest of them, Nolan, Zack Snyder, even Anthony and Jones, so like the people that are at the top, uh, masters of their, uh, you know, of their craft, I don't think they give a crap about critical reception. Yeah. Even if, even if it's good, I don't think they actually care, but I think they care more when, when a, person on the street come up, comes up to them and said oh your movie uh stopped me from committing suicide or oh your movie stopped me from you know doing things that i would otherwise regret see like those things are more important to the creators so when you do make the effort to tell them it's it's that's the real review yeah if you would. i agree i think i think yeah. zach is the testament to that because also i guess one more shout out we're giving a lot of our shout outs today we're shouting out to vero the platform that it's a brand new platform obviously we've been sh- helping him for the whole year, but uh, Zach left Twitter for a reason. He left it because it got too toxic, and people were 
saying too many hateful things to him, and he decided in the end that it was better to, um, uh, that was my mail, by the way. I don't know why I do not disturb it, still did it, but uh, he he spoke on the thing. The reason he went to Vero was that it's actually kind of like a place where people talk to him for real and tell him that, listen, this is what your film's helping. This is what Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Watchmen, whatever the case might be, helped me get through. And that's what's interesting for the creators because we talked to uh, even Jay Oliven when we told him things like, oh, you know, we, we loved even your work on Spider-Man, the animated series. He was flattered by it because people like hearing those kind of things and it gives them validation. They feel like, you know, when we told him that, dude, your shows, we told Kevin Connor that you're, you're still the voice of Batman in our head. Like, I know when we yeah. read Batman comics, he's in our head, so he's the voice we're reading in. So it's like these kind of small things uh, come through in a big way. Uh, anything to add, Zion? Yeah, I, just, I agree with all the points. I mean, it's such a special time we're in. Superheroes are so impactful and so great, and, and there's something for everybody. You know, it's not about, oh, what's better, Marvel, DC, or you can't like this, you can't like that. There's so much there's so much out there and there's so many different things that there's something for everybody and I think that's it's just such a special time we're in right now. Uh, yep. And Smear, anything else? I mean you guys basically covered everything. <laughs> yeah, so well me and yeah. me and Umar were like, you know, going on tangents. You know? <laughs> yeah. Alright, so then I think we should do it on a li- on a lighter note, but maybe not that light. There's been there's been one topic that's been underlying a lot of our podcasts. We always mention it here and there. No. Say it in the backgrounds. We sweet. Hashtag release. I think it's. I think it's officially time to release the freaking Snyder Cut. That's all I'm saying. Loki, it is Loki. I think, dude, it's been time to release that Snyder it's Cut. Been time. I think you know. Dude, November seventeenth was that time. For- <laughs> okay. so, no, <laughs> so, um, I think just I want to end on that note. I think it's interesting. I end on that note by one of the last points is that, you know, we have been talking about releasing the Snyder Cut and our podcast has been one of the forefronts. A lot of the news that comes out of the Snyder Cut comes from quotes that Jay Oliva and Larry Fong gave us and Kleino. So we've been, uh, we've been part of the Nexus. I know uh, DC Films Hub does a lot and uh, uh, Fiona is doing a lot and everyone, a lot of people are doing a lot of things for the movement. Uh, not even movements campaign really, but, and I think we, while we kind of have, we have like one, arm distance from it we're helping on our own way and we're talking to wb and making connections and like uh, for example like comic book debates the first platform to be on rotten tomatoes and to have released a snyder cut on rotten tomatoes right now like if you go on justice league rotten tomato page you go to my review it's gonna say it's time to release Zack snyder's cut i don't think any other critic in the world has that right now so we're all doing a kind of our thing and i think we all want it out hopefully 2019 is the year but I think uh, it's like a, it's like an underlying thing. It doesn't mean that uh, boycott the next movies or any of that BS. It's just about we want uh, that cut to release. But at the same time, we're very excited for the future of uh, DC. We're excited for the future creators to do their thing. But I just want to end it on that as well. So um, hashtag release. Yeah. Cut. So we have a lot of things. We're gonna release the release the ultimate cut of the ultimate uh, immigrant story. To the people that think like we don't care or whatever, it's it's not really that. Honestly, yeah. we don't care. A lot of our conversations, <laughs> even personally, usually like the big conversations we have are usually about Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League because of the fact of how much we loved the other two movies. Yeah. So publicly, if we're not saying it every day, um, there's a reason. Usually yeah. it's because we're tired of talking about it within ourselves. Yeah, and also, also there's so many things that we can't share. There's things that we've known from yeah. insiders, people have told us that it's just for us and we can't like share it to the world right now. So it's like there's things that, you know, there's multiple levels to it. I think 
our thing, you know, we always talk about what everyone's kind of point is. And our thing is that we go through WB a lot. We we have relations with, with the studio. And uh, that's the certain limits of what we can cannot say. But rest assured is that we're all in in on it. You know, we're all in on the... Uh, all in different ways. The point. We're all going our different way to do it, though. So, that's it. And I guess, you know, again, 2018 was a special year. Uh, that's my time to segue into the final part of this podcast of 2018. I think, you know, 13 podcasts in, I think there's been improvement from the four of us. Fluid. I think we, <clears throat> so you guys can see an authentic version of what the bros and I are. So uh, expect a lot more of that. Expect a lot more of the 2019. We're going to get a lot more from us. Uh, surprise, could be some surprises ahead. Could be a lot of growth ahead for the four of us and for uh, the, the site itself. So very excited to share with you guys as it happens. Uh, any last words, or should I wrap us up for 2018? I guess just wrap it up. It's been a great year. <clears throat> so, Uma, wrap it up? Yeah, yeah. Do All it, right. peace out. Alright, so, from myself, from Zion, from Umar, and from Samir, this is the Faruqi Bros on the final podcast of 2018. We'll see you guys in 2019. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>